Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Shop podcast with this week we are joined by an artist turned woodworker turned youtube superstar turned you uh, turned instagram supermodel he's been woodworking <laughs> for over 30 years turning his passion into education he's been creating for over a decade which is way before it was cool and not to mention he's got the handsomest last name around john peters is here <laughs> hey, Pete, Thanks, great guys. intro, buddy. You're really good at that. He's uh, Pete's our hype guy. He gets us going. He gets us ready to podcast. Uh, He's like, the best in the game. He's like good. Pete just said, John Peters just is joining us this week. Uh, we are going to have a bunch of questions for him, but real quick, I wanted to say a big thank you to our patrons. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We really appreciate you and everything you do. So, John, you are the owner of Longview Woodworking on YouTube. You have a significantly sized following over there. It's not insignificant, I would say. It's a... Extra medium. It's 640,000 subs. That's impressive. John, I think what you do is really great with your channel. You you keep it accessible, and I think you do a really good job of showing people that anyone can do woodworking. And I think that's really great. I think think it's something that's very important, and there needs to be more of that. So what is your thoughts and approach on all that? Definitely. I think think anybody can do woodworking. It's, It's not rocket science, and it's really comes down to if you have a passion and if you have a passion for it, there's so many great YouTube channels and Instagram uh, pages out there that can help anybody learn what they want to do. And uh, like, it's amazing because, well, so I started woodworking in the eighties and I had to learn everything sweeping the floor first. Now Hmm. you can learn, you can learn everything in like, three months and start building furniture and well, you can start building furniture in a few weeks, but I mean, yeah, it, it, it really doesn't take much because let's face it. Uh, most, most pieces of furniture are basically a box right? and, uh, <laughs> and most tables are a box with legs or whatever. And then you right. just elaborate on it and make it more sophisticated and, and more elegant as you get, as you fine tune your skills. Just all 100%. boxes and boxes cutting boards. With, yeah, boxes with three <laughs> sides. That's all tables are. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's really cool. You got a great channel. You got, you know, you have a long catalog, which is amazing. I mean, your your, your video catalog's long. You got a bunch of great pieces on there. It's all really Thank great, you. really great content. So I'm um, really glad to have you on the show. Um, in the pre-show, <laughs> you were talking about how you're an artist. I guess you said turned woodworker. I mean, you want to you want to go into that a bit? Talk about how you got started in um, in art. What kind of art you did? And how that led to woodworking and where you're at now. So I was a horrible student in high school and, <laughs> and uh, I was in something called, uh, I think it was called distributive education. And in 11th grade, I started work, working at a place called the woodworker. So I would get out of school at 12 o'clock and work from one till six, five days a week and four hours on Saturdays. For my boss, I'm still friends with him today, uh, Bob Waltzak, and uh, I learned how to to do woodworking. Uh, it's so funny. Back in the day, we had uh, there was no riving knives. Just it was just unbelievable. No saw stop. Yeah, the no saw stop. And um, 
And so I, I continued to stay with him and work with him. And then after high school, I went to art school at Ramapo College and in Parsons in New York City, uh, just as a non-matriculating student, and realized that uh, I liked making art. And so I, I did that. I also worked at a couple of construction jobs. But fast forward, my wife and I got married, I think, in the mid-90s. And in the maybe 1999, we opened a brick-and-mortar art gallery because I had started making furniture and art, and I was selling my art for more than my furniture. So we decided to open a gallery. And we opened the gallery and quickly became a focus on two schools, the School of Hans Hoffman and the School of Edwin Dickinson. And we worked with these artists and then I made art that that designers could kind of uh, tell me what they like. So I would make art, but then they'd say, hey, we like this, but can you make it uh, this big or can you make it this color? And I would just say, yeah. It's like custom ordered art pieces. Sounds right? like woodworking. Yeah. yeah it sounds like yeah. woodworking, but with art. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's it was kind of specific. So, I mean, I worked with steel, I worked with wood, worked with aluminum, worked with epoxy. And so I. As, as this kind of morphed into something, technology got better and I got good at uh, Photoshop and the business became where I would make little paintings, maybe five by 10 inches, and then expand them on the client's wall at whatever size they wanted to get the commission. Nice. Yeah, it's, Smart. It's neat. And I, so I still do that today and I like doing all of it. So, but I love making furniture for... The thing with art is there's a mystery to it. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. If you design a piece of furniture and you keep your nose to the grindstone and you do all the processes, you're, you're kind of guaranteed of that outcome. Yes, there's right. going to be some changes in the way the wood works or the wood grain lines up, and that's the surprise. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. So that's the difference between a painting and and a piece of furniture, in my view, if that makes any yeah, it sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. You don't. I mean, you you kind of like, you, you don't have a cut point. sheet for the piece of art. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. You don't, don't do a yeah. cut list. Yeah, cut list or or you don't need plans. Or you don't buy plans for a painting. You just watch a Bob Ross video. They, like, <laughs> so the paintings that I do are, are the paintings that are more popular that I do are very structural though. So you can can plan them out, and you do have an idea. So. Some of the paintings that I do, I me can, too. I do paint by numbers. <laughs> it's kind of like a plan. So some of the um, like so so Dan had mentioned one of the paintings that he likes of mine is the paintings of the stars. So I do these stars and bars paintings, and that came from wanting some control, but also wanting to have the looseness of the abstract expressionists of like the 1950s. So by putting a graphic down on a piece of aluminum and then using paint remover to remove the paint within a couple of seconds and freezing that expression in those few seconds of time was a way of creating an abstract expression of abstract expressionist painting on an image. So it kind of contains it. That that's makes, awesome. yeah, that's, that's, that does make sense. That's just very uh, different world than what I'm used to. That's cool that you have a taste of both worlds. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, so 
We have like a, a quick brief on who John Peters is here. So we're going to kind of jump to the format of the show here. We we actually didn't brief you on this, but we what we do every week <laughs> on the show is we talk about... Uh, Dan's we, been out we, of the game for one... Or Mike's been out of the game for one week and he forgot the whole layout. This is Pete's fault, 100%. <laughs> I'm not taking any uh, any responsibility. No. Uh, yeah, so we, we usually talk about what's going on on our bench. Um, we usually do that after we hear this. What's on my bench? That's Dan singing What's on My Bench. Uh, that's our, <laughs> Dan's our jingle guy. Um, no, so we, we're going to talk about that, but uh, I'm going to throw it actually right to you, John. What what are you working on right now? I know you said in the pre-show you're putting out a video. I don't know if you could talk about that. Which guy sure. On? Sure. So my wife works from home, and her office is going to be – we have a, a 10 by 16-foot shed on the property nice. that was the, the boys' music studio. And I'm turning that into her home office. So I built some windows for it a few weeks ago. And now I'm making her a, a large writing desk. I'm calling it a writing desk because I don't know what else to call it. An office desk. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's pretty big. It's 26 inches deep by 64 inches wide. The right. top is reclaimed white oak from a barn here in New Jersey. Nice. And the base. New Jersey. Yep. And the base is uh, painted. And from the business point of view, because I think people like business, uh, this project is sponsored by Van Dyke's Restorers because they make the legs. So this is the second time I've worked for them on a project. Oh, cool. And so, like, as we talked earlier, it's it's kind of nice to try to make projects as approachable as possible. Yeah. And I think the most difficult thing in this piece of furniture would be to make the legs. So the legs come to me from Van Dyke's Restorers, and they just go right into the project. Nice. So that's what I'm working on. Great point. Is that a company that's local to you? No. um, You know, they they reached out to me a couple of years ago, and I built a table for my mom's deck, an outdoor table. And I was just posting about it this summer because I had to build a new top for it. That's right. You you made that, uh, that new top. Yeah. And so they said, hey, we'd love to work with you again. I said, well... This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And so they're cool. just really nice people. And I've, that's always been my experience um, working with sponsors. If It needs to be kind of um, easygoing. And I'm going to I'm gonna give more. You don't shoehorn it into your content? What's that? You don't shoehorn it into your content? I, I can't do that. I have a hard time doing that. I wish I could. I did a commercial. <laughs> I did a commercial for Stable today on my Instagram. And uh, but that's because I used a product, uh, so that was cool. Stable's a awesome. Stable's a fuel stabilizer, but they also make bike cleaning now. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! So it's right on. If if yeah. I use it, if I use it, and I believe in it, then I'd love to have them as a sponsor for sure. Yeah, for Anyone. sure. That's the way to go. Have that relationship already. It makes it more organic and feel not so dirty for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not nice way to go about it. That's cool. So that's going to be – that video is going to be live on uh, YouTube tomorrow? If everything goes well, I'll be posting it tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sweet. Still got some Very things cool. to do, but you, – You got anything else going on right now? Um, well, then I no, go into – fine answer. No, I said um, – um, <laughs> no, then I go into the, the shed. So I'll be putting a hardwood floor in the shed. I'll be putting oh, the sweet. windows in the shed. And uh, so – the shed is kind of um, kind of a dry run at a at a small house. I have twenty acres up in Vermont, and I want to build some little things up there. So nice, sweet. That would Very be kind of fun. a kind of a 
fun run at it, you know, like, hey, let's build something and see if there's some interest in it. Nice. I have a quick question for you, John. How's the outdoor tabletop holding up? Did you did you make that out of Sapile? Yeah, and it's doing really good so far. And I finished it with the Total Boat um, Gleam. And Gleam. Nice. So I don't know if you guys knew this because it seemed a little counterintuitive to me. If you're going to use the Gleam, you need to use the gloss first, even if you want a satin finish. We did right. know that. How did you know that? We've had on we've had boat. on <laughs> Mike Mills who owns Total Boat. Oh, there you go. Talked to Total Boat quite a I've, bit. Yeah, I, I've done actually a few boat decks before. Uh, I got a couple of buddies who I've done boat decks for, like the off the back of the boat where you step on the back. Anyway, I've done those a few times, and I asked them how to do it. They wanted a, they didn't want a gloss because they wanted a satin because of um, they thought it would be less slick for some reason. Yeah. Funny. But uh yeah, of course. I was like I was like, yeah, whatever you want. This makes no difference, but whatever. So I asked them, but yeah, they got to do the gloss and then the satin over that. I guess because their satin has such a the satin agent is so strong that it'll become ghosted almost is the problem. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's why you got to do the gloss first as a as a as the first coat. So that's what I did and it's 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 looking good. And it's outside. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That good gleam, to know. That gleam is durable stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and Sapile is a great outdoor, yeah. you know, wood. Yeah. Well, I tried Red Grandis, and it's just potato chipped. Yeah, that's what you replaced. Yeah, yeah it wasn't I've good. Never heard of Red Grandis? It's Red uh, from the eucalyptus family, and it's oh, a fast-growing okay. yeah, tree. A, doesn't it have like a really long name, like Red Grandis Ironwood Eucalyptus? I don't know about that, but it's, like that? it's it grows really <laughs> fast, so you see huge growth rings, and it's just um, it's funny because my mom's deck has southern exposure, so I could be way it up. it cupped where the ends go towards the sky. I bought that table back, and it's in the woods here on top of a table, and now it's cupped the absolute opposite way, just as much. <laughs> wow. So you know, and I did everything. I have to tell you though. The Total Boat Thixo is holding up great on all the seams. I love that stuff. I oh, that stuff is stuff great. For, I haven't used it except for on those boats we did at Maker Camp. That was, that's yeah, that's my knowledge of Thixo as well, and I'm oh, impressed okay. by it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why you're going to love it. If you got to do a glue-up and it's going to take you some time, it's going to stress you out, it, you have an incredibly long working time. And because right. it's thick, it's not running all over the place. Right. So – if you're going to glue up a huge table, you glue that table up and you can scrape off the stuff in the, on the top of the table with a putty knife if you like. But the bottom of the table, it's not going to ooze out. It's not even going to hit your table. It's going to look like little waves along the bottom of the table that may, may sag down a half of an inch. Right. So it's just, um, it's just very easy to use and it's strong. So I like that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, that that I need to use that. I need to get some of that in here and try to use that. That's a great idea for a glue up. I, I I've been using epoxy for glue ups lately, um, but yeah, it's like <laughs> it just gets everywhere. It's so everywhere. Thin. It's just yeah. everywhere. It's such a nightmare. Yeah. But it's so nice to have that kind of open time. Yes. Um, anyway, Dunlap, what you got going on, buddy? I finished all seven of those doors. They are a dunzo out what? of my shop. I am so pumped, you guys. Good job, dude. Nice. Uh yes. Now, if I could just get the client to pay me, that would be great. Oh. I don't think they listen to this, so uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I've only sent him three reminder texts. I'm going to have to do a phone call tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to that. Now, this is uh, seven that's doors. the bad There's part about running a business. Four more? What's that? There's four more doors, right? Five more. Five more. There are four more Twelve. doors, but that Twelve. is a different commission. So I have three oh. different commissions with the same client. Uh, I did seven interior doors. Now I'm doing. Now I'm going to do four giant pocket doors. These things are going to be six foot by ten foot each. Uh, it's basically a a panel. Two two of those panels are going to be on one side of the house, and they're going to come out and open up and be like a a wall. That's how their house is designed. Are these the MDF? Are these MDF? They will have to be MDF. Yeah. I can't think of any other way to make a six foot by ten foot panel on and keep it straight and not, you know, cupped at all. And they have to be super seamless. So if if anybody has any ideas, I'm open to it because right now I'm having a lot of trouble finding some more four by ten MDF. Hmm. How are you Oh, you were gonna you were gonna I was gonna seam them. I was gonna lamb them together. Mm-hmm. Cut one in half. So two foot and four foot and then flip it and have four foot and two foot so that the seam doesn't line up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. If you and then, you know, enough, though, and they're glue them together, it, obviously. Uh, they, are get, they are getting painted. I sand them or we are, sand them. Have you considered doing a like an MDF core with a lumber veneer skin over the top and thinning it out? And then you can use the – you can actually glue on – you can make a big like – Ten, you can get ten foot long sticks. Get your ten foot height. Glue it up to a six foot panel that's really thin, like a like a quarter inch or three eighths inch, and then glue that on top of the MDF. You, you don't think that would move? Out of it? Not the MDF won't allow it to move. I don't think. I mean, what, hmm. I mean, I think if you have like a three quarter inch core, and then you do like a, I don't know what do you need to build to like inch and three a- or inch inch and, and a half, inch and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could make a nice sandwich out of that. Hmm. I'll have to know. think about it. Yeah, think about maybe, it. Maybe uh maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow or something. Yeah, you can call me tomorrow. I I mean, yeah, give me a call tomorrow. I kind of I think that would work. I have an idea cuz if you if you patchwork the panels on the inside, like you'll have to mm-hmm. I mean, there's no end grain on MDF. It's not you can no. butt them it's together. It's all end grain. It's all in it's MDF. <laughs> it's I mean, all well, I'm putting I'm like... also putting a, a a hardwood border around it so that the MDF mm-hmm. panels themselves don't get beat up, you know. Yeah, because so they they will be soft. Picture framing it. If you skin it with like a veneer, like a thick veneer, like a, a shop sawn <laughs> veneer, I think you'd be fine, dude. Hmm. I think that's how they make a lot of no. interior doors anyway. Solid core stuff. So okay, dumb, possibly dumb question here, but if you joint the edges of the the plywood or the the MDF and you glue joint it up, the edges, you, like well, because you're you're trying to get a seamless transition there. Right. If you glue you it up fine enough and yeah. sand it, yeah, I was gonna do track isn't it saw be and domino. Flawless, anyways. Once they paint yeah. it, or yeah. track saw it, you don't have to join it. It'll just track saw it too. Yeah, I was gonna do track saw dominoes and use you know, like putty or mud or whatever drywall mud. Seam there at all? You won't be able to tell there's a seam at all. No, no. Yeah, I'm not worried about the seam. I'm not worried about the seam. What I'm saying is, you can stack. You can glue them butt to joint, butt to butt across the top. You don't need. A ten foot long panel is what I'm saying. That's you how you make your own ten foot long camp. panel. It it there's no end grain. It's not like a pan. It's a you're just. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I wasn't then, following cause along because you're gonna picture frame it. That's yeah. gonna give you like rigidity around that. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're gonna be all glued up. You're, you are correct, fine. sir. Oh, so you can. You I can see what like, you're saying. You do if you need a fi- you do a two and a half 
by five panel. Would you need six by ten? Five by ten, I mean. Yeah, six so by you ten. Do a, you do, you do three. You do four three foot by five foot panels, and you glue them together in like a big square. They're gonna stay together fine. It doesn't make a difference. I see what you're saying. They're yes. MDF. Okay. You are correct. Maybe drop, I don't. Do you I don't the, know why the heck the, I didn't think of that. Do you have the DF seven hundred or the you have the five hundred? Me? Both. I have both. Yeah. You have both. Yeah. Drop those yeah. big fourteens in there at that thing for lineup. That thing's not going anywhere. And and then when you picture frame it around the edge, it's not that thing's golden. Good thinking, Michael. Workshopping. All right. Uh, aside from the door talk, I know everybody's excited about the door doors. Talk with Dunlap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other exciting thing that you know I do every week: uh, Etsy orders, Etsy orders, Etsy orders. Got so many. It's uh, it's me, insane. I need to double all my prices so I don't get any orders over there. I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm actually at the point where I think I should probably raise all my prices too because I'm having a hard time keeping up. Uh, I do have a YouTube video that I need to be posting soon. Um, probably tomorrow as well, 6 p.m. What's up, John? <laughs> no, uh, it's gonna be so. Isaiah and I, we, well, I remade the uh, the little small parts catcher box on the back of my bandsaw. I made it out of Peruvian walnut instead of cardboard, and we made a YouTube video out of that. It just seemed like a fun little project, one day project we could bang out and bust out a YouTube video. So I need to get that posted tomorrow. I haven't posted anything in like two weeks, so. Uh, and also, I've been waiting to hear back from a possible sponsor. It's been a nightmare trying to get a hold of them. And I'm not going to say much more about that. But I am frustrated. Although, yeah. When you're here, you're family. Did I give away too much? <laughs> Dan's sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> they, uh, they promised me a lot of breadsticks. And uh, yeah. they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Their Olive Garden wood finish is just olive oil. It's terrible. <laughs> I want to know what Mike's been up to. I we missed him last week, and I feel like he's got a lot to say. So everybody, take a nap. I won't. Yeah, I won't go too much into it because it is a lot right now. I've never been this overwhelmed ever. Uh, it's pretty crazy how much we have going on right now. Like <laughs> we are, we're about to ship out this big PO for this. I can, I mean, the, the for room and board for this uh, big furniture company, we're doing this order for, and like we're just about to start getting ready to ship. They hit with the next PO right away, <laughs> so we've got the same order. Like it's crazy. Like I knew this, we we negotiated this as a long term contract, but getting the first PO was kind of jarring, but getting the second PO right when it was supposed to hit, it was really jarring for some reason. I was like, I knew it was coming, but like when it actually hit, I was like, oh yeah, this is real. I have this really long contract to do with these guys, and it's just a lot of work. So. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're making a bunch of stuff for them. And then this other purchase or this other project with them, the, the cookies, uh, all the, I'm sorry, all the coffee tables we're doing for them. They are, um, that is, uh, I have the PO. So <laughs> I just got that about two hours ago and that's really stressful too. Um, how close are you to, uh, hiring like six more guys? That's what I was just thinking. So Matt is now Matt just put in his two week notice at his other job. So Matt has went from three days a week to full time. He'll start. Oh my in god, two I weeks. thought he was quitting for you, like from you. No, I would just <laughs> I not be here to tonight. No. <laughs> no, Matt Sacramento Matt, man walks off bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Matt Matt no no. Matt quit his other job. So Matt's full time and Sean's full time. I've got this other guy named uh well, there's a couple guys local here who I'm talking to. Um I'm really like I'm really hesitant to bring more people on just because payroll is so expensive and I don't want to bring them on in a panic 
Because the last thing I want to do is bring someone on and be like um, two months later, be like, hey, man, I was wrong. I don't have enough work. That's not what I want. I feel like that's not the case right now. Like we're really busy and I feel like I'm just drowning. But um, but I, I want to be really sure that uh, you just want to make sure them. you're completely underwater and you need help. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be like, I want him to like grab my hand and pull me out. You know, I want to. You, you've been no. overdue for another guy for like three months. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's. Uh, I think when I get back from this trip, I think uh, him and I are gonna have to have a phone call. And I think it's. I mean, we're already dialed. We already. I already made sure he's good. So I just need to bring him on and get him going. I mean, I really just need someone to do like sanding and sweeping, like tool maintenance, <laughs> emptying the hoppers. I mean, the dust collectors we're emptying them like twice. Two to three times a day right now. It's ridiculous how much like we're pl- plowing through materials. So a shop. Uh, we yes, talked about sense. this. We shop. talked about this in text a little bit uh, a couple days ago in our group chat, and I want to I want to say it here too. Uh, it was it was only like two years ago you were in a garage, and now you're yeah, yeah you're wild. making big big moves. So a year ago, kudos to yeah, you, man. Year and a half you're now, really man. you're really killing it. Now you're making it's- furniture for Warren Buffett. Hey, 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 that's my territory. Back <laughs> off. But we got um really excited. I, I don't have so I, I've got this guy locally here. He's a contractor, and uh we've actually been friends since we were like like little kids. Um and we kind of lost you know, we lost the connection and then um through Instagram we we reconnected and he's getting more into custom woodworking, but he's a contractor and he does general con general construction. And uh, he, I've been trying to utilize him more as an installer for the company because uh, I don't have my contractor's license. And in California, I can't install anything. Um, so I use him a lot to do all my install work and all my site work. Um, and we've been trying to partner up for more stuff. Um, and we just we just got our first job accepted together as our partnership. And uh, we have this retail space that we're building out. And it's um, it's the big – it's the largest single project Coffee Custom Builds has ever had. So um, that's really exciting. But most of that work is subcontract- subcontracted out to my buddy. So, um, you know, we had to – you know, I had to draw up a subcontract and deal with all that stuff and had my lawyer take a look at it and all that stuff. But it's just all new territory. But we're really excited to work together. He's going to be doing a lot of that work. Um, it's going to be good to leverage my um, local word of mouth I'm able to bring in work and it's a, it's good to be able to push some of that some of that off to him and have him keep him busy as well and keep the money coming in for my company. So this customer, this new customer is uh gonna be opening a new retail location every sixty to ninety days Jeez. moving forward. And so far the guy's like really excited about it. So uh if we can keep him happy, it's good repeated work for a while. So we're doing it's like um it's a really nice retail spot. It's all like uh, really modern, really clean, really light, uh, almost sterile kind of a look uh, in this retail space. And we were all able to jive really quickly. So it kind of came together really quick and I just couldn't miss up, miss it. So um, also we got this, we've got two very large countertop jobs right now. Um, one is for a winery near here. It's a very, very large countertop, all walnut, um, wide plank. It's pretty easy. Um, it's just a issue of getting installed. That's kind of um, the real pain it's got to get, we have to, a window, the contractor has to pop a window out for us to get the thing in. So, um, we got to coordinate that. Uh, How do you finish it? So I am going to finish it with a, a 2k urethane. Um, it is a catalyzed 2k urethane and this stuff is pretty bulletproof. It's by diamond Vogel. Um, it's, it's good stuff. Um, I'm, I've done my own chemical and scratch tests and it's, it's pretty, pretty hardy stuff. So, and it's got, it's a water-based acrylic, hmm. um, and it's uh, it's nice. I mean, it, it looks. Does it really amber up at all? 
It does. It, it's it's got a. It doesn't amber hard, but it does amber more than a typical. So the catalyzing agent gives it a nice ambering to it. So nice. It's nice. Um, so that will get that. And then we have another countertop. Um, but that's a couple, that's a, that's like five weeks out, but we just got that and it's massive countertop. It's huge. It's like, it's like seven feet wide and 17 feet long. And then it's got, it's got (laughs) what huge leg pose, like huge legs on it. It's all going to be butch. It's going to be butcher block. MDF. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, we're going to do MDF. We're going to put the panels together. Um, I mean, honestly, at this point, like doing MDF and skinning it with like a nice shops on veneer would actually be very, very reasonable. But um, they want solid eight quarter walnut. So, um, it, but it's all going to be butcher Jesus. block. It's going to be, it's going to be two inch thick, like true two inch thick. So we're going to be cutting it, rotate, you know, getting, getting. It's a uh, good thing you have a tractor to move that thing. Yeah, that's where I have to. I think I have to go buy this trailer as soon as I get back from Europe. Um, I gotta buy this trailer. Like this, I this my my cargo trailer is great, but this flatbed I gotta get a flatbed trailer really bad. So we're gonna be using the Festool connection system. To uh, it's gonna be two panels that we've drawn together. Um, so it'll be it'll it'll work out nice, and then post along the length of or along or the, width. the length length okay. Yeah, not along the width. We won't. Hmm. I don't want to butt joint. It it would break up the continuity of the butcher yeah, yeah, block, so it would look kind of crappy. So we did it. So, anyways, um, and then um, doing a custom desk for this lawyer. Um, it's a walnut slab miter waterfall with a custom cabinet built into the left corner for her gun safe. I don't know what kind of law she does, but she needs a gun safe in her desk. So it <laughs> sounds like sounds better like call Saul stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's she's, she's super great. The, the client, she's super great, but that's going to be a, that'll be a quick fun one to break out and knock out for her. Um, and then, uh, or Sal, I guess better, better call, call Sal, Sal Sally. <laughs> um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff, but that's kind of what's going on right now. I'm flying out to Europe. I can't say where specifically they've asked that I don't, Iterate You're going to see Pete's I'm, family. Go see my family. Poland. I'm going to Poland yep. to see Pete's parents. Uh, They're Miroslav actually in Jersey. So that me jokes on you. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> You're getting pierogies from the Don't motherland. Worry, They're leaving Sunday, so then. Yeah, well, I know. I'm meeting them at the airport. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no so that's, you know, the, I'm doing this trip right now, um, and it's like the absolute worst possible timing it could possibly be for me to go on a trip right now, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, we'll figure it out. Tacos. Peter. Ah, oh, I hate following you because you're like, <laughs> I'm running a full time successful business. And then Pete's like, I had some Etsy orders this week. Uh, <laughs> and I made a couple cutting boards. <laughs> no, in all seriousness. So I had a lot of Etsy orders this week. <laughs> it has been pretty busy. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see the holiday rush start a little earlier this year via, via my Etsy metrics. So, for most of my businesses, that's what supports all the woodworking and the fun. So I'm very happy to have those numbers be going up. But yeah, dude, um, try to get those those orders out. I'm still trying to build up my inventory for oh, uh, for Christmas because that's coming up. Dan, we can go back to you. Don't worry, I'll come back to you. Um, but I'm just trying to get more listings in the shop, including digital files. So oh, I'm I have a uh, two vendor shows that are coming up in December that I need to make a bunch of items for, and I have all this like random wide wide flat fairly flat pieces of walnut and cherry that i want to cut everything up into nice charcuterie boards and i'm going to start cutting up templates on a cnc and a laser and then just probably see if i i can offer them in acrylic or maybe just mdf 
Um, Man, acrylic is so damn expensive. So expensive. I think we've talked about this before. But, but why, some people just love it. But why couldn't you just use um, uh, Baltic bir- quarter-inch Baltic birch plywood for patterns? Totally can. So and, yeah, and, and that's that's what I'm gonna try to figure out. What's gonna be the cheapest or cheapest best quality option? There's this like me. misnomer that I don't understand why people think templates need to be thicker than a quarter inch. Yeah. They don't. A quarter like, inch is perfect. They want, yeah, yeah. They want them to be so big. I don't understand it. Like it doesn't make a difference. The bearing but, is only this yeah. big on the on the trip. But there are people that genuinely enjoy the look of like an acrylic template. Like they almost hang them up like it's a. Yeah, thing it's like in their shop, which I totally get. I can afford that. Everything we've made out of acrylic in my shop, but so I, I basically I need to make all of these for myself, and I figured I'm going to turn all these into products myself. Um, I have a couple of patterns that I bought off of Etsy in the past, and I'm going to try to design some more on the iPad with some custom handles and things. So I'm going to throw that on there. Just you know, put a little price on there, see if people want to start buying it because I do want to have more heavily invest in digital files. I mean, Mike and Dan know that's where this stuff sells. Um, wait, and, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. What do you mean? Digital files, that's where the stuff sells. I mean, that's like digital files is where it's at because you're holding no inventory. And I love it. It's a really, I mean, I know you do because you sell plans, which we'll get into. No, but I, but, uh, I love that. But um, is there a big market for digital files? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah wow. It's, I, I, John, they, yes. <laughs> they move like nonstop. And like I'm I'm so – I have so many files and projects that I just don't have videos tied to them. But I just need to get them out there because they're yeah. – I have like a I, – my iCloud, every – I was just talking about this. But like every single job I build, I build it in CAD. Every okay. single job. It doesn't matter if we get it or not. I build it just to keep that muscle memory going. I build the, the, the 3D rendering of it always. And I make cut lists for everything. So I have all that stuff. I wow. need to just like hire someone to come through into my into my server and uh, and turn them all into files that I can sell. That's I just need to do it really And bad. even just 2D DXF SVG files just for cutting a template out, a random curve or whatever. They're, people just buy them up. Because honestly, if I'm looking for something, if I can't find it on Google within like two searches, I'm immediately going to Etsy. And if there's a file available for $2 or whatever, yeah. I'm buying it. Yeah, because two dollars is not my time is worth more. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I'd rather just get the thing, and that's where. But then, like, here we are, all of us design multiples a week and don't post them. <laughs> They're just like sitting in our library. I know I so. have tons that I need to. I, I need tons to share. As well, even basic ones like I like someone had me do a, a, a card like card suits. So it was like hearts, uh, clubs, whatever. I'm like, why don't I just throw that up as a file? Hmm. Just why not? You know, different cutting boards or whatever. It doesn't matter. But and basically, it's, I need it's to, basically passive income. I mean, you put it up one time income. and then you don't have to mess with it ever again. Yeah. My my cribbage board file, I have like two cribbage board files. They sell like, I sell multiples a week. Wow. You know, and there's like three, four dollars each time. So that's where it's at. That's John, what my, my son Walter keeps telling me about that. He's like, oh, yeah. Offer some for free, some paid. That's where it's huh. at. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I'm just, I'm trying to build up that inventory because I have a lot of, um, um, I see the traffic already trending up. Um, I've been reworking some of my SEO on Etsy. So I see those numbers going up. I'm also getting, I think I talked about this last week, but I'm getting really weird traction on my uh, my YouTube video about Etsy. I don't know where it's bumped. I mean, it's that time of year where people are wanting to sell their little tchotchkes you know and stuff too. So You're right. Tchotchkes it and could be that. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so the, I've been getting a lot of people reaching out to me, which has been really nice. And uh, it's kind of getting me re-excited to try to do more content around it. Um, so I've had people ask me for like one-on-ones with them and well, paid. And I'm like, oh, maybe I actually might offer One-on-one this. doing what exactly? Uh, Etsy stuff. Oh, but wait. But I'm <laughs> right. going to interrupt real quick. Yeah, totally. The, the trick is, it's got to be like how I made $50,000 oh. on Etsy to get your video, your Etsy video to crush it is to put something about money, like how you made so much money on Etsy. Because I posted a video on uh, my friends over at Green Street Joinery making salt boxes. And I said to Jeff, I said, Jeff, I'm going to put a clickbait title on this because it's $100,000 worth of salt boxes because there's a 1,000 salt boxes that are $100 each. And that video's gotten 140,000 views. So it's really the That's what you do. Wow. Just yeah, you super just super clickbaity. Yeah, so Absolutely. on the title, Although on the title, I said, I forget exactly what I said, but you know, it's it's true. That's that's the deal. It's a it's a thousand boxes for a hundred thousand dollars. But I um, made a hundred thousand dollars in boxes or something like that. I, I forget exactly how I worded it, but it's a it's a twenty five minute long video about. Jeff telling us how he makes these boxes and it's got 140,000 views. So anyway, the, the point is hook the dollar sign to it somehow. Yeah. So what I did, I just, I looked up my clickbait title and it was one of my better ones. The, the, at least a thumbnail for it. Just like how to Etsy taking your shop to the next level. And it's like me pointing up with like a stock market yeah. thing going up green. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just shy of the dollar sign, but. But that's where it's at. So, hey, if it's uh, if it's helping people out, that's awesome. My question is, how are you w- reworking your Etsy SEO? So, I I realized that a lot of the first stuff that I ever put out two years ago, I had very, very generic uh, things, and also uh, uh, the the tags, the tags in there, and also oh, there's not tags. a lot in my description. I'm trying to rework my description. Something that I'll be throwing at the end of each one of them to kind of like zhuzh it up. So, so to speak, okay. but the uh, the biggest thing is the tags, and a lot of the tags were to me directly. So when people searching me, they're finding that, but it might not be relevant to someone that's just searching for an item. So I'm trying to pivot, take away some of the ones that are leading to me, and you know, put that maybe in a description like handmade and designed in this you know town in New Jersey by this person at this shop, and it's in my description, so I don't need to necessarily put it in my other stuff because if you if you know about etsy if you've ever searched a shop on etsy you will not find it unless you spell it exactly hmm. how it's supposed to be spelled like i can't find dan unless i search like three different times but <laughs> if i just search dunlap the awp and like a couple of other things will come up because we're all kind of tied and we've used each other as tags before so i will find this page but in most cases if you're searching for a page for someone you're not going to find their account unless you have the exact spelling of how their shop is set up Hmm. That's why it's so important to have the the handle be exactly the same as all the other ones. DDWW woodworking. Well, I don't really <laughs> have much focus on Etsy anymore, but um, for what for my tags, I use like I do coffee, like my last name, and then mm-hmm. coffee like the drink because people misspell that all the time. I do coffee builds, coffee custom, coffee customs, coffee custom builds, coffee. I mean C O F F E E. Custom. I do all the different tags with my different various spellings of my name, and that usually pulls me up pretty quick. So, I mean, that's so you just pulls get your you name up. tagged in. 
But then you have to think about the stuff that is uh, more item specific. So yeah, I have that as well. And now get 13. So I can do like five the, or six to my name and then, then the, the actual The annoying items. thing about this time of the year, like if you're really trying to get behind the SEO and get ahead of it, you put in like Christmas gift for wow. or gift for him or, you know, gift for men, literally in your tag. Wow. Because that's, that's just or you know, if something is topical to like, let's say Easter, it's an Easter gift. Like you literally type that in and it will it will help you get your boosted from season to season. So you do have to kind of revisit your SEO once in a while. And it's a pain in the butt and I hate doing it. Honestly, I wish I had somebody else to help me out with it because it's just tedious, repetitive work and uh, very easy to lose track of the items. But anyways, that's a lot about Etsy. Sorry. But, but if you're seeing results, that gives you a bit of a, I, a boost, I I'm think. Seeing good results. I, I've seen my conversion rate dip from last year, but I haven't really released a lot of items this year. Since I've done this, I started releasing a couple items. I've seen it double. Nice. So, I mean, it, yeah. So uh, the results are getting there, which is good. I'm trying to get some good good funds this holiday season because usually for me, Christmas kind of funds the next six months of me doing whatever I want in a shop. Nice. Whether it's you know buying tools or lumber or whatever or doing projects I, I, or trips, I'm able to fund all of it, which is really nice. Um, so aside from that, sorry, there's a, there's a lot about Etsy and, and making stuff. I want to get try to get through a lot of the lumber that's in my shed because I want to get get rid of some of the live edge stuff that's been like checking and cracking. I want to turn it into charcuterie boards, get it out the door, and sell it off this holiday season to make so it can crack on somebody year. else. <laughs> no, well once, you, well, once you finish it with oil and <laughs> stabilize it, you're good. Uh, aside from that, I had uh, two family moves. So my brother-in-law Max moved out, and my parents moved in for the week. They're going back to Poland on Sunday. So, uh, because they have to be ready for Mike, who's flying out to Poland for Pierogi yep. Fest. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, so that's been, it's kept me really busy the last two weeks, just getting all that set up. And this weekend is actually kind of exciting, aside from my parents leaving. Not that that's exciting, sad, super sad. I'm so, so sad to see my parents go. Um, Brooke and Michael from Makers Workshop are coming up. We're actually going to have a whole weekend together. You know, we might make some content, make some projects. And, uh, this is kind of lame, but I'm excited. We're going to the city to see Phantom of the Opera before it's uh, no longer on Broadway. I so saw it. That actually sounds fun yeah. to me. So It's like going to be a fun little weekend. So I, I literally saw Phantom of the Opera like 30 years ago. If you, no, if you want no to see lie. it again, it's, it's about to be <laughs> off Broadway, I think. By it was good. Year. It was good. Yeah. So Cool. Um, that's, my, that's my week. Nice. Well, let's jump into let's questions. Let's grill this guy. We're, oh, questions? Well, let's jump into questions real quick. Let's let's, let's yeah. get moving here on these. Uh, the first question is from Daniel Taylor. Good morning, AWP, or evening, depending on when you're listening. Anyways, hi, guys. This is Daniel with Taylor Custom Crafted. First-time caller, long-time listener. Hi, Mike. I'm so glad to see that the train is back on the rails. Anyways, that's not important. What is important to me right now is I finally got a logo so I can start creating my brand, building an empire, taking over the world. Anyways, I need hats, t-shirts, stickers, swag, whatever you want to call it these days. Where did you go? Where did you get yours from? Who do you recommend? Can you fill me in? Peace. All right. I will jump in first here. I gotta say, he is concise. Energy, a little, little too much, but I love no, it. No, I mean, I wish I had that energy. I feel so bad. Right I'm to so the point. exhausted today. Like, that guy gets me pumped. I want to go do stuff. Uh, shirts, I use. We all use. I use Pete? Printful. Printful. We <laughs> yeah. all use Printful. Yeah, Printful is good. Hats, I use uh, Tierno Designs, uh, or I will use, um, what's the other guy? Organic Craft is a good one on Etsy. Uh, I like Christian. I just. 
I have nothing wrong with organic craft. He's been good. He was good to me, but I, I just have known Christian uh, for a bit longer and I'm supporting his endeavor. Um, and then for stickers, I use sticker beat. Um, I don't know. Just it's stickers, so whatever. They're just stickers, so get them really anywhere, I guess. But uh, I have a code if you'd like that. Um, and then Petri twenty. Yeah, yeah. Use code Petri twenty for twenty. Uh, what? What else was that? It just kind of like how to get swag. Uh, what, yeah, right? where do you get your swag? Yeah, that's it. Uh, maybe where do you get your coffee? I mean, I get all my coffee from Coffee Grinds. There it's you the go. Best coffee. <laughs> Say a lot that for, to you. Thank you so much, this John. Do you have any? Do you have any swag? I don't. Do you have any I tips? Need- I don't have any swag. I need to do that one of these days. Eh, you're crushing <laughs> it on plans. You don't really have to. No, but I'd like it's to. It's just, I, I'd it's like all to. extra. Extra, extra all money, work. you mean? Yeah, it's all, yeah. it's all just, well, extra work too. But a lot of it is once you set it in place, Yeah. it's just gravy. Yeah, I'd like. It I'd, just comes in. I don't know. I, I feel like I've gotten like overwhelmed with everything, and I'm kind of been, been putting the brakes on the last like year and a half, and That's just good. kind of settling in. Yeah, I don't to know. Hire help. What's that? Time to hire help. Yeah, yeah, but I, I have to tell you, it's nice not having anybody working for you either. I've had people yeah. work for me. It's nice yeah. not. It's nice to be like shit, man. It's a nice day. I'm going mountain biking. And, <laughs> it's true. And. And not worry about it, you know? So, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, it's interesting because the boys, the two younger boys might want to do something with real estate one day and maybe we'll do something. So right now I'm just kind of doing my little thing of designing a piece of furniture. I hope to get maybe six pieces of furniture a year and create classes with those. And uh, I should have some good shirts to go along with that, but that maybe. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to re-listen to this and take notes on it, and then I'm going to go and get shirts. Printful is real easy to set up. I mean, Pete helped me out. I mean, honestly, I don't ever push that at all, to be honest. And I'm, I haven't seen like a single. Sh- yeah, call Pete up. He's he's a I good got you, John. Printful guy. He'll, it's he'll really it's up fairly in, seamless. Like, in, in Thirty minutes. And you like the quality shirt? If you, you can choose. They have yeah. all kinds of all the high top brands. Like, okay. You yeah. Just yeah, you choose. Can, you can have cheapo ones on there, but yeah. you can choose nice, like tri blend, high quality shirts and stuff. So, and they do I, two types. It's print. Uh, sorry, it's a uh, print directed PDG, uh, print directly to Garmin. Okay, Garmin, whatever. So it's uh, those are it usually lasts a good amount of time. The way we some of us wear our shirts, where you'll wear your the same shirt twice a week for the <laughs> year. Yes, you'll wear it out a little faster. Um, but honestly, in most cases, you're not going to see I have any like difference. seven shirts. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like, then they do uh, embroidery as well. And Embro- embroidery is really good too. I just like a good, comfortable shirt. I don't care yeah. if it's a sponsor or not. I'll wear the shirt. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Bella comfy, canvas is a nice soft one. Gildan's the more like tough fabric one. Uh, but you can play around with it. It's all the major brands. Like a oh, lot cool. of, now I like when I get a, a shirt from someone or even from, a random like low like not a store but like somewhere where it's got a cool logo and I like it. I immediately go to the label. I'm like, oh, what, what is this? Yeah. Okay, okay, it's this company, and I look it up and see if it's on uh, on Printful because like sometimes I want a tough shirt. I want something that's not going to rip, uh, or you know, stretch easily in a shop. Yeah, something that so. fits good and feels comfortable. That's the most important yes. thing to me. Yeah. I need something that fits around these pythons. The guns. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, John. Respect. Dan, Dan what, what do you do <laughs> yeah. for your swag? Well, you guys know I do Printful for shirts, and I also do Tierno for hats. Uh, I print my own stickers now because the the label printer does so good. I mean, my logo is black and white. I have this thermal label printer. I just buy three-inch stickers and zoop, 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 print nice. them up myself. I mean, I send out... 40 50 stickers a week now with my etsy order so it just seemed like a no-brainer to me i mean i'm printing shipping labels anyway so um if you want a link to the uh label printer you know hit me up i'll send you an amazon affiliate link or something um that's it for swag i don't i don't do much else pd hey you're gonna have the same answer uh for the most part printful for all of my apparel although i am looking for potentially doing some bulk orders to have some stuff on hand to give out because occasionally i do want to give out a shirt or something uh i've actually started so for hats i use uh i haven't used tierno but i've had worn a bunch of his hats um very comfortable this is a tierno hat right here yeah good quality i think dan I, i have one of yours and i think mike's as well um but I use uh, I use Mike from Organic Craft. He's always been great to me. He always helps me out. And I've actually gotten into the habit of like, I do have it available through Etsy, but I tend to give out a lot of hats and I'll actually order in bulk from him. And sometimes I'll hit him up. But if I get like six or 10 hats, I'll go, hey, can you make two of those youth hats? And they're slightly smaller. So like you can give them out to, te- you know, my nephews or some teenagers or neighbor's kid or something. So that's been kind of fun. Uh, and like, I can fully do those. I, I, it's just it's the leather that you can buy that you can stick on. You know, you can. Yeah, get you guys have the equipment. But, you could do that. But a lot of these guys, they use better quality stuff to get the the 3M stuff that's like a thousand dollars a roll instead of like the fifty dollars stuff from uh, Amazon that you didn't stick on. Because some people literally just like spray the adhesive, stick it on, and you do see it come off sometimes. So I, I have had good results. So I'm gonna keep using a guy I I got and. Um, for stickers, I use StickerBeat right now. Just, uh, I mean, disclosure, I have a relationship with them. So, like, I work with them. But I I ordered from them before I worked with them, and they're they're always great. Before that, I used Print Runner. But honestly, stickers, you can go through any brand that's going to give you a really good deal. Uh, but if you go through StickerBeat, Petri 20 for 20% off your purchase. So, you're welcome. And then uh, that's it. I think that's all of it. And Dan, I think I am going to start printing because you're thinking smart stonks with the uh, black and white label. I got a black and white logo. I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us woodworkers do have black and white labels. I mean, if you just look around Instagram amongst the community, I mean, so many black and white labels. We're saving on ink. Or logos. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was Schwag Talk with AWP. So uh, the next question is from Thomas from France. This is our last question, actually. Let's jump into this real quick. Hey guys, it's Thomas here. Okay, so I have two questions. The first one is fast. John, I saw you using this UV curing hardwax oil in one of your videos and I found it very interesting, but you did not use it in the latest video. Why? Also, you said the lamp uh, can be expensive. I think you said that, but you could easily build one, build one yourself. I actually made one with my brother and it's super easy. You just need a UV LED chip, a DC step up and a fan and also a battery. All right. Now the long one. Take a deep breath. 
relax, it's gonna be alright. Ready? So, Ready. I'd like everyone's opinion on make content making, especially YouTube. First, a little context to my question. I started making YouTube video when I used to fly freestyle drone. I'm not talking about DJI drone, but completely manual, high power and really agile drones. Each time I would fly, I would carefully choose a song that would match the style of the flight, but also match the spot where I flew. Then I would edit everything and the music, flight and transitions had to be synchronized. I stopped flying during the COVID thing, stole all, all my stuff and started woodworking, but I still make videos because for me it's almost half the fun. And I still apply the same editing rules. It sometimes takes me days to edit a video and sometimes I wonder if it's worth it because, well, not much people watch them. <laughs> then I look at Derestar's videos where there is little to none edit and they are great. So, is the content more important that, than the way it's delivered? And then I also watch Paul Jackman's case where the content is great and the way it's delivered is perfect in my opinion. So yeah, uh, I guess it, it also depends on the kind of video you make and like, John, you do more of a tutorial-like video while Dan does more of a entertainment-like video, I think. Alright, sorry guys, it was a long one. Please debate. Merci, à plus. I hate the accent, but I can get rid of it. I'm stuck with the accent. <laughs> that was a long series of questions. Holy smokes. John, did you catch all that? Sure thing. I'll start real quick with the vestings. That's the uh, hard wax oil finish with the LED cure. And I really like it. I just haven't finished that many pieces of furniture since that last project. So most of the fin finishes were for outdoor projects since that project, except for this desk that I recently finished. And I thought about using the, the vestings for that. But um, how would that work outside? I mean, would that? Oh, no, you couldn't use it outside. Yeah. No, the desk is an okay. interior piece. So, okay. So for most of the finishing that I've done since the vesting oil finish or hard wax oil finish was for exterior pieces. The first opportunity that I've had to use it again was for this desk. But I really wanted to use the, the, um, the Total Boat Halcyon because I, I wanted to see how well it holds up. I think it's a very strong finish because I have it on some of my shop furniture. And my, my wife is going to, she's going to use this as a work desk. So she's going to leave a cup of coffee on it. She's going to leave something on it. And I want to see how it holds up just as a test for myself. Now, the thing with waterborne finishes in my, my view is they often make the wood look very dull and unappealing. Mm -hmm. The way around that is to shellac the wood first. So you shellac the wood, then you put a coat of the, then you put your coat so the waterborne finish on it. So that's what this has. That's a good tip. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so it was kind of a, kind of a test to see how it does. And 
And I might not have had enough of the clear vesting finishes for a top this size. That might have come, that may have also come into my decision making while I was kind of getting there. I'm sure that a lot of woodworkers out there have so many different finishes to options like in their cabinet that they can use at any given time. And sometimes it can come down to something as simple as, do I have enough of this specific finish to finish the job? So it was a little yeah, bit of that too. For sure. So that was the one question, and, and um, you guys can take over. <clears throat> um, well, you had a – go ahead, Mike. Well, I was going to say, I've so I have some experience with vesting. Um, I have the setup, and I've used that stuff. Um, and I, like – I don't want to like try. I mean, that finish was, it's a, the finish looks fine. I mean, it's a bit, uh, it doesn't amber nearly as much as I would hope for a wax, but I think it's because it's got the, um, oh, the, so I think it's soy based. If I remember straight, like the UV it's soy based. If I remember straight, it doesn't have as much ambering in it. Um, it was a very durable, I use it on two pieces and it was, it felt very durable once you get the second and third coat on there and you hit it with that UV light. Um, it was, it was, a durable wax on there. It was really good. Um, I just, I don't think I liked the coloring as much, um, but also it, <clears throat> the process to me seemed kind of uh, arduous, I think was my issue with like the, it's really neat. You're, you break this light out and it just, you're watching it harden in front of your eyes. It's just such a neat process and it works and it clearly works really well. But I think uh, there's other hard wax oils out there that I can get like I rarely have pieces that I have to have the finish ready in minutes. I mean, I I'm usually the one week cure time is good for me with the other hard wax oils that are out there. So, um, it's a cool finish and it's like a really cool concept, but I think the biggest thing was like the, the, the cost of entry seemed to be high. Um, and I ended up using it on my bed and I actually really liked it on my bed frame that I use. It looked really nice. I, I, um, I didn't want a super ambery finish on the walnut and it was just, just looked really nice. It was, it was a cool finish, but like, I just, I don't use it. I don't use it very much, honestly. Like I just think there's other options for me. So you said there was a high cost of entry was one of those the things, light. the, the light, because light. that's one light. of the things that yeah, Toma brought up was the, the light's expensive, but you can actually build one yourself. Yeah. He said he saying. and his brother made one and it's super easy. Yeah. So there you go. I can't speak to that, so I'm sh- I'm sure he's right. I'm, it makes sense. Can you to me stick it outside to cure? Yes, you can. Okay. You so can, you could take yeah. a piece out and just rotate it in the sun, and if it's a small enough piece, you could definitely bypass the light. So we yeah, had we don't to have put... a tabletop rotisserie in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, we had. Well, we, I had to. I have a window in the finish booth, and uh, I had to put I had to put a towel over the top of that because it was it was. Oh, it was, it was it was the UV light was, uh, you know, was curing the finish curing before it I could get to instantly. it. Yeah. yeah so that huh. you definitely can use the sun. The UVs will absolutely the sun has a pretty decent amount of UVs. It does a good job of that. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, was, it works good. Um, and then the next question to had, I thought was really. Oh, sorry, guys. Did you guys have any thoughts on the vesting? I'm sorry. No, uh, I've never I'm used it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other question was about making content specifically for YouTube. Um, he talked about the art, you know, how long it takes to create the content. He would fly these drones and he'd edit, he'd edit, uh, music for that. And he'd edit them down and he'd spend the time putting all that together. And he's right. There's just a ton of time that goes into YouTube. It's just so much. And he's talking about 
how much time it takes and then you see someone like Duresta put a video out where it, you know he just kind of speeds it up two times and uh chops it up really quickly and it you know the videos are good that Duresta makes for sure um but it does appear that he doesn't put as much effort as other people in there and I think he would even say himself that hey I just kind of speed it up and chop it down um he does you know there's definitely something to being able to pick out the best parts of the content um but is it worth putting in all the time to make this beautiful video when someone can just speed it up, chop it up, throw it up, and it gets 5 million views? So I think that's a great question. John, you've been on YouTube for a very I, long time. What are your thoughts on this? I, I think it depends. Um, I guess it, <laughs> it's, it's hard to answer that, but I, I will say this about Jimmy's videos because if, if you've ever – seeing him post stories about how he edits he's got such a artistic eye where yeah. he he makes these little you know cuts a sec you know whatever a tenth of a second here he'll purposely like put something down which kind of is like an end scene so all that stuff like really works and it's funny right. because i would look at his videos and think wow he's just fast forwarding and then I watched his stories and it's like, wow, it's really neat. It's like kind of behind the, behind the curtain to see how all this stuff is going on and he's editing this and it all makes sense and it works. It flows. And so that works. That works for him. On the other side of it, what Jimmy can do is he can do voiceover really well, which is I hate doing voiceover. And he has a very natural way of doing it. So I saw some of his videos where he'll, it'll like he was painting the porch or doing something to his porch. And he just did this. It was a voiceover. Like, like he was just sitting there talking to you. So I think he's just got, I think he's got kind of like a natural gift when it comes to video making and making. I think I mean, that's a huge sell yeah. for his videos. The voiceover yeah. work. For yeah, him. It, it is for sure. Like it, 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 I think that's the thing why he does well, because it appears that he's not putting a lot of effort into it, but it's very obvious he puts a lot of care into his yes. videos and how he does it. So I, th I think that's why he does so well because you're looking at it like, oh, I could do this. And then you start getting in and you're like, oh, I can't do this. This guy's got something special that he does with his videos. And I, I mean, it's just not replicable. I mean, people will try to replicate how he does it, but I just think Jimmy puts a lot of care into it. And on the surface, it looks like it's super easy, but you're right. He's hits it with an artistic and, approach. And that's the, what they always say, right? If it looks easy, if somebody makes it look easy, that means they're really good at it. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so that's what that's what Jimmy does, and um, I remember thinking something similar, like, "Wow, that would be really easy to just kind of fast forward stuff." But then I just kind of realized, like, okay, that's not my thing. I I guess I'll focus on the right. teaching aspect of it. And so this video may not do well at all, um, but I'll take solace in that, if that's the correct word, because I think it's yeah. a good lesson. I think it's a well, good you woodworking. Stuck to your guns. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day that this is going to be a good woodworking lesson. And if somebody wants to build a desk, they'll be able to build this desk with the the combination of the plans and the lesson. And yeah. so that's what happens in my business. I sell a lot of plans to people all over the world. And I, that's kind of a, a real high you get when people are building your furniture, your furniture yeah, design. So. Cool. So a couple of years ago, I, I basically deci decided that I'd like to have a, a collection of furniture that people can build. So it's not really a focus on what's trending at the time or what's potentially exciting. 
I don't really care what's exciting now. I, I care more about what's going to look good in a house 10, 20, 30 years from now. Smart. That's smart. Guys, you got any uh, thoughts on this? Dan, specifically? Well, um, as you may or may not know, I actually have somebody else doing the shooting and the editing for me now. So it's not it's Must not anything nice. I'm super concerned about. I mean, he's killing it with the editing. I really like what he's doing. But I will say that he is putting a ton of time in it. And I almost feel bad <clears throat> for the amount that I'm paying him for the, the work that he's doing. Um. You know, my videos aren't getting a ton of views either. You know, I have, I don't have nearly the subscriber base that John does over here, but I have an okay subscriber base. I, I think I have less than coffee as well. And, you know, my videos, the ones that we've been putting up, they've only been getting three, four, five hundred views. Um, but I do it in the hopes and in the, in the, not, not just the hopes, but like deep down, I know that eventually things are going to take off and, and they're going to do well. And, you know, and I'm not just doing it for the here and now I'm doing it for the future as well. So, uh, I look forward to the future views, not just the views I get in the first week or whatever. It must be nice working with a, a videographer that you have a nice relationship with. It's super nice. He hasn't been here this week, and it's been kind of a bummer that he hasn't been around. He's oh, lonely. I but, am. I am lonely. I got. I got used to him. He's in Portugal right now. I didn't say that. in what's on my bench? He got a. He, so he's also a, a photographer slash videographer, and he got a chance to go shoot some surfing competition in Portugal. Ooh, so cool. Oh, that's he's gone that, from Wednesday to Wednesday. That's yeah. Right. He is a surfer. I keep forgetting. Yeah. 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 That's that big, uh, that huge break by that lighthouse, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, out there right now shooting it. What's it called? Uh, Nozar? Nosar? Or something I, like that? I can't remember the name he told it's me. Crazy, he told me. I don't crazy remember. big waves. Yeah. He's All, out there with some professional uh, surfer. They invited him out. Wow. And asked him to come shoot it. I was that like, sounds oh. awesome. Yeah. He goes, Would you be mad if I went? And I'm like, What kind of a jerk would I be if I said, Yeah, go? Went. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Uh, yeah, I have an editor. Pete, do you have any insight on this? Honestly, the more I watch other people do it, because I, I, I don't put out a ton of content, but that's the fact of the matter is, Tamai, you're putting out content. You're doing content. You've put out more videos this year than I did. Congrats. That's not a... I mean, I've put out zero this year, but you're putting out content. And the, the, the you know, people say, oh, you want qua quality over quantity, but like, no... Quality is gained with quantity. I'm sorry. Yeah, with quantity. <laughs> so like you want to put out the, the most amount of content. You want to keep practicing the craft because that's what's going to lead to good quality. And you're going to learn what works, what doesn't. You need a data pool for you to grow. And like, John, you've got quite a good data pool so you know what works and what doesn't, you know? I don't. Um, I, I don't. I fully, I fully expect tons this. tons of videos. Get out of here. No, but I... I... I don't know what works and what doesn't, or I continually. Yeah, nobody knows what works and what doesn't. I, I, I continually do results. what doesn't work because I wouldn't be surprised if this video tanks. But I think I, I guess I do know how to make a video that might do well. Uh, okay, so for instance, we talked earlier about how the shellac will give you the amber before you put down a water-based finish. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did here, and I thought, you know what, maybe the, maybe. Not everybody knows this. I'm going to make a quick video about this. And that video did pretty well for me. So that video quick probably, tips. yeah, tips, tips, tools, things like that will get views. 
Yeah, project so, videos seem to have a real tough time right now. Yeah, project videos, like this project video, I'm not making it for views. I'm making it to help the person who bought the plans and wants to build right. a desk. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah. You're I, the sponsor. And, and it changes. It changes the way I deal with the camera and everything else because I'm not concerned if I'm boring you. I'm not concerned if you know how to do this already. I'm assuming that you bought the plans and you want, you want to be guided through this project. And so my advice to anybody buying the plans, and I'll probably make a video about this, is sit down and take 25 minutes and watch the video and look through the plans while you're watching the video. That's going to give you a dry run on this project, and you're going to feel that much better when you start cutting wood. So That's good. we'll see. And we'll see how it does. Maybe it'll do well. I you just never know. Say about so YouTube is a lot of work. Um, it's there's no. I mean, I every year I'm like I'm gonna do YouTube and it's gonna happen <laughs> at the beginning of the year. I like do this year resolution yeah. for the last few years where I'm like I'm just gonna it's gonna I'm gonna focus on it and it's gonna and then it never does. And uh, and I'm in the situation where I my business has just become more important than that. Uh, that's the bottom line. Like my business is more important than being able to put out content. And, um, you know, now the business is in a place where I'm starting to feel like, okay, I can kind of pull myself back and, and utilize my employees to do more of the day-to-day stuff. And then I can start focusing on content. And I'm, I'm in the middle of dealing with some of that stuff right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of working on, well, I'm not, I mean, it's already done deal, but, uh, a videographer is going to be part of the coffee custom builds team starting at the first of the year. And me and him are actually doing two ventures. We're going to be building the Coffee Custom Builds YouTube channel, but also we're doing this other thing, which I'll talk more about in the next coming months. But, um, but I mean, that's it's for me. I'm never going to get. I have no desire to get better at uh, recording video. I have no desire to get better at editing, but I really like putting out content. So for me, it makes the most sense to have a videographer, and um, it it just I just. I don't want to get, I just, I'm not going to get better at that stuff. I've, I've like tried to force myself. I've bought, you know, decent camera equipment. I've bought decent editing software. And it just, at the end of the day, I just, I just want to make furniture. That's all I want to do is just make furniture all day, all day long. Let me, let me say this. The, the, the beauty of having a videographer follow you around, Mike, versus doing it yourself, it frees you up to be more of yourself and show your actual personality. that's what I want. And that is like, what makes it super fun to me. Yeah. That's yeah, what like I need. Be, being like my getting my person. I think for my, my camera presence, I think my personality is, is very important. And, um, what I can bring to that, me worrying about the shot, me worrying about if it's, if I hit the record button, me, wor- all those things, it just is going to take away. It's going to detract from the content. So, um, a, a cinematographer, you know, my it's cinematographer is going to be who's going to be handling this with me. And I'm excited to announce more of that. We have a, we have some really exciting stuff coming down the pipe. So, um, I've never dealt with that. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to become. I hope it becomes something, but, um, uh, that's something I really want to do. It's important to me. I think the best content there is, is on YouTube. Um, and then everything else kind of behind that gets less and less value because it's more and more short form. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Is your, um, is your videographer also going to be a woodworker? He's a furniture maker. Okay, that's going to be a huge hound because so, so he's he, going to he, he, 
he's got tw- he's got ten years behind the camera and ten years of editing experience. Great. But he's he's been building furniture for fifteen years. Um, he's a full time cinematographer. He's he does um, he does uh, like he works for does big corporate events, but he also does advertising for television um, and does TV shows. He's like a real cinematographer. Like this guy is legit. Makes really beautiful movies and videos. Um, this is a and me and him actually met through Instagram and through woodworking, and we've kind of developed a friend. Well, not kind of. We've developed a friendship over the year. A friendship over the years, and we've been trying to figure out how to work together, and we finally came. We finally worked that out over the summer, kind of. Um, nice. We got the decision as to how we're going to do that. So um, I'll share more of that. We're actually going to do a video on how all that came together. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really, hopefully, good. We'll see. Well, I don't know. I think one of the best kind of woodworking videographer teams out there is uh, Richard from uh, Finnish Carpentry TV and John, who works for him. If you're not familiar with that channel, they kill it. I mean, uh, I think John has worked for Richard as, um, you know, as a finished carpenter for years. And I guess they just decided to start videoing it a couple of years ago. And uh, What was that name, John? Finished Carpentry TV? Yeah, Finished Carpenter TV or Finisher Carpenter, Carpenter TV. Cool. You see him? I'll check. Yeah, I'm checking that out. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, 400 videos. Look at his wow. look at his view counts. Look at his view counts. Are they bonkers? Yeah. And he, I don't think it slows down his workflow. Nice. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. What the heck? Oh, Whoa. Michael, you're sharing your audio. That Rookie move. Yeah. So he's <laughs> he's real. He's he's super talented, for one thing. Very good on camera. But also, it's a very natural conversation, I think, because he's talking to John, his cameraman, and the guy that he works with all the time. Oh, that's cool. So it's like uh, him him talking to the camera. So cool. Well, those were Tomas' questions, uh, and that was that's actually a long episode. <laughs> so, Pete, I'm gonna throw it to you. I know Pete's got some questions, real quick. Well, I I'm I'm gonna keep it quick because i i know everyone's always kind of wondering about like you know we bring on other content creators furniture makers and like you know that's the dream everyone wants to be where you're at you know where uh you can live off of doing what you're passionate about and teaching all that stuff so you know you kind of talked about how you got into youtube but can you talk a little bit about like how you got into plans and how you like at what point did you figure out like oh I can monetize this. Like, how can I monetize? Like, what was your thought behind woodworking and monetization? Um, you know, in like a broad term. Sure. Well, um, other people had gotten into plants way before me, like Jay Bates and April Wilkinson, and uh, and of course um, uh, Mark Spagnolia. Um, and I I started to just make my plans, drawing them by hand, and. Uh, I would give them away. And then somebody said, you should really just have those turned into professional plans and then you could sell them. And so I reached out to Brian Benham and uh, he's a super talented woodworker and really fantastic at making plans. We have a great relationship because I can give him my plans and then I give him some video detail on a, on an unlisted link. And then he takes that information and turns them into what I think is a really good product. So, uh, that's just, um, 
So that's one revenue stream. Another revenue stream is working with YouTube and just getting uh, AdSense. And that's, that's okay. I mean, you can count on it. So that's nice. And then there's sponsors. I've been working with sponsors uh, for probably six years now. And I work with a lot of different sponsors. It's not just woodworking. I work with uh, Jonathan Green that sells um, yard products like grass seed, fertilizer, things like that. Uh, earlier, I talked about working with Stable. Stable is a fuel stabilizer. Um, just from being a homeowner for the last 30 years and having a generator, I've always used Stabilize, Stable in my generator. So I reached out to them and so I work with them. And uh, um, I reached out to them recently because I'm doing a lot of EMTB, which is uh, electric mountain bike or pedal assist mountain biking. And I guess... Uh, I guess they saw that I was doing that and they have a sport brand now. And so now I'm going to work with them for the sport brand. Maybe I can build out a corner of the shop for the mountain biking because I want that to be part of my lifestyle. Just getting older. I'm 55 years old or I'll be 55 years old this year. And the older you get, the more aware you become of you want to try to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. And um, so cycling and things like that, I want to have part not, I don't want that just to be something I do. I want that to be part of my life. So, yeah. um, For sure. so yeah, it was, and as far as getting into YouTube, it's like, listen, we all love of Norm and we all love this old house. And even back when I was working at the woodworker in the eighties, I thought, wow, this guy, Bob, that I was working for, he's better than Norm because he was, I mean, this guy, Bob Waltzak is like a genius are as good as Norm. I don't want to come down on Norm at all, but I mean, there's a lot of talented woodworkers out there. So right. anyway, it's not just the ones you see on the internet. Yeah, it's not just the ones you see on the internet. That's the truth. Uh, so, so anyway, um, I just remember thinking, like, wow, I wish I knew somebody who had a camera and knew how to take videos because I would like to teach some of the stuff that I know that I've learned over the last couple of decades. Then YouTube showed up. I made a video through the help of YouTube of my kids snowboarding. And once I edited that video together, I was like, holy cow, I'm going to make a video. I made a video of this table that I built, put it on YouTube to show my brother-in-law, got some great comments and I was addicted. Yeah. So yeah, was, releasing the video is always kind of cool. It feels really good. I mean, yeah. I haven't done enough of it. It's just, it's just, it's addicting. Well, you know, and I say this all the time, so I might, sound like, uh, you know, I'm repeating myself. Anybody who makes something that they're proud of more than getting paid for it wants to show it to somebody who appreciates it. Yeah. And when you can hit that button and have people who appreciate what you've done, leave a comment or a thumbs up. I mean, it's just, uh, it really is just wonderful. Right on. That's cool, man. Very inspiring stuff. Pete, cool. you got anything else? I guess the only other question I have is like, what what's your next big project that you're working on? Something that you're well, like, so I'm going. Something you're planning. So I'm doing. Oh, no, the sorry, sh- we're keeping you really late. No, I don't mind. I'm, I'm doing curious. the shed project, but uh, the next project will be a bookcase, and um, and so I I'm now looking. So this is just a little YouTube history because everybody did this. Back in the day, it was like just burn the candle at both ends and get a project done 
and post it on Friday or Saturday and then start the next day so you can do the same thing next week. And that was kind of this race. And slowly I decided like, okay, I'm going to start looking at each piece of furniture as sort of a, a semester in school and give myself this five to six to seven weeks to make it. And then that will be a piece of furniture that ends up in like, let's call it the John Peters collection that people will build and add to their homes. And the idea of that is, is just exciting. And people will build the furniture and then send me pictures of it in their home. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. You know, and that's the kind of stuff I'll show to my wife. And she's like, holy shit, man, this, well, she doesn't swear. Um, she'll be like, <laughs> she'll be like, holy cow, John, you are right. People do want to build your furniture. So it's funny. Pretty cool. Super cool. Yeah, it's fun. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, man. This is, this was awesome. Yeah, thank you, John. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Good. This is a, this is a terrible show and you're better than this. So uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate you uh, coming on. We re- it was great talking to you at Maker Camp for sure. That was really nice. That That is one of my favorite events. Looking forward uh, to next one. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be great. Anyways, uh, program, programming note. Sorry, I'm falling apart here. I'm exhausted. Uh, programming note. I am. Uh, I will not be on the show next week. Pete, Dan, or I will figure out someone to cover for me. We'll have some special guest. We'll announce that during the week or whatever Pete and Dan decide to do on how they're going to announce it. They're going to have them come out of a cake or something like that. Um, I like that. Yeah. Come out of a cake. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, go check out John on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, John, I assume you're on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Go check them out on all the places where people the try places. to make money off content. Cause <laughs> only fans, John. That's next. I got to conquer the world, baby. Yeah. Uh, one foot pick at a time. No, uh, anyway, go check out John everywhere. John makes great stuff. He makes great content. He's a great guy. So go check him out. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show, John. And we will talk to you guys all very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you long time. Bye-bye.